Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. I'm going to talk briefly about the prayer of faith today. There's so much to be said about the prayer of faith, and I actually did a series on prayer a couple months ago. However, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. As you listen today, I believe you'll get a nugget and you'll be reminded of something that I mentioned in an earlier podcast. After listening to this podcast, if you want more information on prayer, I encourage you to scroll back through my podcasts and listen to the series I did earlier. Now, there are different kinds of prayers. We can pray the prayer of praise and worship, the prayer of agreement, which is where two or more people come together and agree, the prayer of binding and loosing, the prayer of intercession, and the prayer of faith, or it is sometimes called the prayer of petition. The prayer of petition is the most common prayer, and this is where we ask Father God to do something for us or to give us something. There are parameters or laws that govern its operation, and if we don't operate according to the laws that govern it, it will not work for us. We're going to talk about how to put your faith into operation through the prayer of faith or the prayer of petition. Let's read Mark 11:24, which is a great example of the prayer of faith. The Good News translation reads, For this reason I tell you, when you pray and ask for something, believe that you received it, and you will be given whatever you ask for. And the King James Bible reads, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. This is one of the most important statements in the Bible and could be the solution to any and every challenge or problem that you may ever face in your life. This verse is the key that unlocks the door and your faith is released through this prayer. Jesus is speaking through this verse and he says, Whatever you desire. I want to stop here for just a minute because I've been told many times that God will only meet your needs, not your desires. But this verse says just the opposite of that. God wants to meet your desires. I've heard some people say that they don't have any desires of their own and that they don't want to have the wrong desires. I've heard many people say, your will be done or if it is your will, God. In other words, they're saying, as a Christian, you're not supposed to desire good things for yourself, but only desire what God wants you to have. However, this mindset is actually contrary to what Mark eleven twenty four says. It says, whatever you desire, not what God desires. This verse is saying, God wants you to have your desires. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Let me give you two more verses to confirm the fact that God wants you to have the desires of your heart. The first is Psalms 34, 7, and it says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. This verse assures us that as you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. So what does delight mean? 
To delight yourself in the Lord means that you delight yourself in His Word. It's obvious that you don't see God standing beside you or in front of you, so you can't delight yourself in something you can't see or that you can't contact with your five senses. This is why you need to read your Bible, because God and His Word are one. That is the point of contact for your five senses, your Bible. The third verse that we'll look at is John 15, 7 in the Passion Translation. Jesus is speaking and he says, But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully in within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. Whoo, glory! The key word here is if. If you live in life union or abide in Jesus, then you can ask whatever your heart desires. This is so awesome. Isn't that great? Jesus said it will be done for you. So we don't have to pray if it is your will, God, because according to this verse, it is actually unscriptural to pray that way. Abide is the word used in the King James Version of this verse, and the Greek meaning of abide is to live in, settle down in, and take up residence in. That means to just sit back and stay a while. So let's read this verse and see the impact it has when we add that Greek meaning. It says, if you abide in, live in, settle down in, and take up residence in me, and my words abide in, live in, settle down in, and take up residence in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. As we read it like this, we can see to some degree why those things that we desire have not come to pass, because we are not living in, settling down in, and taking up residence in the Word of God, which means that His Word has not and is not living in, settling down in, and taking up residence in us. That means we have to make the Word of God a priority in our lives. The Bible says that Jesus is the truth, and He's not a liar. So it has to come to pass. If it doesn't come to pass, we're the ones that are missing it. God can't miss it, so that means we are missing it somewhere if it doesn't work for us. I'm convinced from these three verses that God wants us to have the desires of our hearts. I've heard some people say that they were afraid to ask God for the desires of their heart because they weren't sure if it would be God's desire for them or if that desire would take them away from the things of God. I believe the answer to this statement is, why would you desire something that you don't know if it's good or bad and that if it would take you away from God's will or not? If you can't tell the difference between good or bad, you just simply need to spend more time in the Word of God and get to know God's nature and His will because His Word is His will for your life. God is giving you credit here that you know what His Word says and you know His will and you would never want to do anything that would go against His Word or His will. The whole point here is that if you're abiding in Or in other words, like I said earlier, living in, settling down in, and taking up residence in His Word. And His Word is abiding in, living in, settling down in, and taking up residence in you. You will know what is right and what is wrong, and what is good and what is bad according to His Word. That's why He can say, whatever things you desire... Because he trusts you to have desires that are consistent with a godly life and then ask for them in prayer. 
The next part of this verse says, when you pray, which is present tense. Remember a couple weeks ago, I said faith is always present tense according to Hebrews 11.1, which says now faith is. So Jesus is saying, when you pray for your desires, believe that you receive them when you pray and you will have them. We could say it this way. Faith is released through prayer. Some people are missing the point of this verse and get hung up on the desires. However, the desires that we want are not the issue. They are simply the focus. The issue is how to get the desires manifested in your life. Because it doesn't matter what the desire is, the technique to get them manifested in your life is going to be the same. It doesn't matter if it's a car, a house, a boat, clothing, food, shelter, your rent payment, your power bill payment, a job, or whatever you desire, the technique will be the same in every case. Everything we receive from God, we receive by our faith. The technique or the principle of faith is this. When you pray, believe that you receive them when you pray, and you will have them. I would like to clarify this again. We don't fix our attention and our focus of our mind on our desires, but on our faith to receive them. Receive is present tense and will have is future tense. The only things that we are going to have are the things that we only believe that we receive when we pray. If you don't believe you receive them when you pray, you are not going to receive anything. When I began to learn about believing as I received when I prayed, I had to ask myself, how do I know I received when I prayed? Like I've told you before, I've had some awesome teachers in my life, and one of them explained it to me like this. If you prayed and believed that you received it when you prayed, you don't have to keep praying for a second or third or fourth or 52nd time or even keep asking him. If you continue asking him for it again and again, you're simply saying that you didn't believe that you received it the first time you asked. Every time you ask God for the same thing, you are canceling out the previous prayer request and you are going back to square one and you never advance past that prayer because you don't believe that you receive it when you're asking God because you keep asking him for the same thing. You can only pray once and be in faith. If you believe you receive it, that transaction is finished. It's over. And then you praise him for your answered prayer. The next time you go to him, and every time you go to him following that, you simply thank him for answering your prayers, because thank you is what you say when someone gives you something. You receive by faith and simply say, thank you. On the other hand, what we've been led to believe is that if you keep asking or begging God long enough, he will finally get tired of you asking and asking and asking, and then he'll just give it to you like you're a spoiled child who keeps nagging. But God doesn't work like that. He's not that kind of a daddy. The only desires you're going to receive from God is what you believe you receive from him when you pray, like Mark 11, 24, Psalms 37, 4, and John 15, 7 tell us. As I close today, I encourage you to grow your faith every day by hearing the word of God and then acting on that word so you can live the victorious life God created you to live. He created you to win and live that abundant life you're dreaming of. And you can do that by walking by faith. I want to remind you that God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. He loves you with an everlasting love and he has great plans for your life. 
If you would like more information on how you can live the victorious life, I invite you to visit my website, luciaclaiborne.com, and sign up for my daily emails, Faith Builders for Victorious Living, and my monthly email, Victory Thoughts. Then, plan to join me again as we continue our series on faith and learn that you can change your level of faith and go from glory to glory.